Welcome to episode 16 of Running With Red S. Today I'm joined by someone called Jack Dixon and yeah, it was phenomenal. The, the talk, like I say every time, but this was an incredible, credible talk. Everything he was saying basically summed up what was happening to me as well. So he, he was saying to me he was six foot three when he was hitting his like best times, but his worst moment in terms of health and everything he was about 60 kilo he said he was underweight he was struggling with everything he's run 149 and sub 50 but he he even admits like yes he was light and everything and but he could but he could only sustain it for about a race or two and then he was absolutely buggered he talks about how he was he hit rock bottom and it was quite emotional to hear because he just finished the race. He didn't really open up to anyone about all his problems or anything like that for quite a long time. And he was just admitting to to me that his parents and family were there for him, but he just wished he opened up a bit earlier than what he intended to do. So it, it just shows you, like, what whatever type of athlete you are, whoever you are, you can be struggling with it. And he even admits he was almost addicted to exercise. So even for a four and eight hundred meter runner, he was doing like ten miles a week, so it could be up to seventy, eighty miles a week, ten miles a day, sorry. And but trying to hit core three times a day, and he was constantly weighing himself at, um, in the gym, just trying to be lower and lower. And sometimes even before a weighing a weight weighing, he wouldn't drink as much water the night before because he just didn't want to have that excess water weight on him, which is, of course, sounds ludicrous, but it's something that happens to everyone, like. It's just the thoughts that happen in your head and everything like that. So I absolutely, yeah, I, I just don't really have the words to say how inspirational it was and how intelligent he was about it all. He um, has finally got some help. Um, he's been struggling to find some help, but he's he's actually worked on it by himself, which is quite very, very cool to see. Uh, he's a confident young lad and he's looking forward to 2025 Europeans and I think 2026 um, Junior Commonwealth. So... I would 100% keep following along on his journey because he could really, really do some damage. Like, he's run these times on bugger all, basically. Like, nothing in his, like nothing about, um, sorry, nothing, like, not a really strong base or anything like that. And he's already said since he's coming back to UK and leaving America, he's been tra- he's been getting on such a better plan, been eating breakfast and everything, being eating lunch, not skipping meals. He's already hitting times he wouldn't have dreamed of. And it just shows you, like, Yes, at first you may think you'll never get to that stage if you were light or you were doing so well, but of course you can. Like you, you have more power. He doesn't feel as lackluster. He even said at times when he was walking to university, he was out of breath, but he was still smashing sessions. So it just shows you like the impact it can have when you don't have enough food in your system. Like it does have a, an impact on your general lifestyle as well. He um. He's left the American University now. Well, you'll hear more about it because, purely because he wasn't really enjoying the course and he now wants to study either at Loughborough or Birmingham, um, decided, hasn't decided yet, but this September, either geography or another subject. And he just wants to follow his passion, but his main aim is the running and he has really, really been focusing on it. He's put on a um, good amount of weight, but he says he feels stronger than ever and it's just it's all muscle and everything. So... It's going to be quite cool to follow on, along on his journey and just see how much better he can get than he, than he already is. And it, again, like, it's weird because everything he was saying, I, it happened to me. He was saying about when he went away with his family, like, he wasn't 
trying to be rude to them or anything like that, but he almost couldn't stop it. Like, he, he, he just wished he almost changed his mood and it would have been a bit better, but because he was so hungry and, like, these little voices in his head telling him not to do something, he just almost felt like he impacted the holiday in a quite bad way. So that was quite interesting to hear, but... Yeah, just please, please listen along. And before we go into it, I'll just give a brief analysis of my week. So I've just been up in Durham with Kieran Walker doing like a bit of a training camp with him. And it's been exceptional. Like it's been, the training's going up. So the nice thing is like the cross training is still very high. I think last week I did like 15 hours of activity, like nine hours cross training, a few hours of running. And so it was like 20 miles of running. That's a lot of gym work, like. I'm finding the gym work and I'm now starting yoga, but it's really helping the little niggles I have or even my back and everything. So it's really, really making me a lot much stronger athlete and I can really feel it. I've started implementing a bit heavier weight into the gym just to strengthen my bones and everything. And because that was what I found when I was doing the Texas scans, everything was so low. So my bone health, I really, really need to get that up. So implementing good strength work, and I've done a lot of research, spoken to doctors, spoken to an SNC coach. So implementing all that is really, really going to benefit me. And I'm already finding it, like, during the first two weeks, I found, like, a different part of my back was hurting a bit. But because I wasn't doing any exercises on it, I've now, now since I've implemented them, like, I haven't felt a thing. Um, my drills, now I'm going to running drills most days, and can't still can't feel a thing in my back, so that's absolutely brilliant. And the, the running's going up, so it's like, but it has to be steady. So, for example, this week could be like 25 miles for the week, which really isn't that many, but the focus is on getting the running sessions in, being smart and everything like that, and doing the easy stuff in the cross trainer. Because I think, personally, I've spoken to my coach, spoken to the doctor and everything, the, the sessions, I want to implement the sessions first. And then, because the cross trainer sessions, yes, they get they have got me fit, but... It, it can be quite grueling when you see the weather, when you see people outside running. So I'm trying to be, I'm being cautious for the sessions, but getting back into them, which is great. And my coach even said about my session on Tuesday at the track, he can't believe the shape I'm in just from the cross training. And I've barely done any running, which is the main thing. And it just shows how much stronger I am now as an athlete since I've actually got a lot of energy in me. Um, I mean, speaking to Renee quite a lot, so my nutritionist and She's been telling me, like, I need to start to increase my food even more now because as the running increases, which I'm more than happy to do, of course, it'll feel weird because, of course, Red S doesn't go away instantly. It stays with you, can stay with you for a few years, but I'm there, I'm here for the long run and I want to be the best athlete I can be. So, therefore, I need to ensure I'm getting the right nutrients in. If that means I have an extra bowel, I have an extra, uh, extra, I don't know, snack or something I, I'm more than happy to do this I'm absolutely going through milk like it's gone it's gone out of the market and yeah so everything's on the right track and I'm getting back I'm just really really happy I'm getting back into more running and the cross training as the running goes up the cross training will reduce but the strength work is the key thing that's that's the thing that's basically I'm doing all the strength work to reduce the likelihood of another injury make my make myself strong so when I'm running I just feel powerful and I just want to go onto that start line and not be scared of anyone else. I want to be the strongest athlete on that start line over any distance. So that's quite encouraging to hear. So yeah, it's been another great week and another, this has been recorded on Friday. So another two days. So I have another run session tomorrow and then uh, another run on Sunday, which is quite nice. Doing five, five runs a week now. 
and we'll just go from there. And speaking to my coach every day, and yeah, it's just uh, it's just been great. I'm enjoying the sun and everything. It's been very hot, but I think that's another thing. I don't want to be in the gym because it's so bloody warm. It's just absolutely drenched in sweats. But yeah, please give this, a, please please give this podcast a listen and give the give Jack a follow because it's inspiring to see how well he's done. It's inspiring to see how far he will come and what I'm really really excited to see what he will run in the future. So. I do hope you're enjoying these podcasts. I've got really, really good comments off it. And just keep listening on and let's try and make this the number one UK running show. So thank you very much. Hello and welcome to another episode of Running with Red S. Today I'm joined by someone different called Jack Dixon. He first got on Top Contact Me, it was like a few weeks ago, about struggling with Red S. And if you do follow him on Instagram, I really, really suggest following him on Instagram because he gives a very detailed experience of him struggling with Red S. He's a very, very good runner, and we're just hoping he can get better and better. And it, it's brilliant because not like not many guys have actually come out and said they've struggled with Red S. So to see another person actually say, like, just publish it just shows how many people are actually suffering from it. But the fact you actually have, like, the confidence to go out there. People, you read the comments, people are on your side so much, though. So, all I want to say is thank you for coming on the show and if you could give a brief description of who you are. Yeah, you're welcome. I'm happy to be here. So, um, yeah, my name's Jack Dixon. Um, I'm a middle distance runner. Uh, my PBs for the 800 is 149 um, and I've run 49 for the 400 as well. I've Those were two years ago, though. So um, my performance due to Red S um, last year and this year haven't been to the same standard, but um. I'm well on my well on my way back to um running those times again. So yeah, I'm excited to be racing again. I'm enjoying racing again and yeah, being competitive again in the near future. One forty nine, that's exceptionally quick. Like how old were you when you ran that one forty nine? Uh I was eighteen, so um it was yeah, in twenty twenty one. It was my last year of sixth form. So yeah, it was it was a pretty good year. I kind of had a big jump in performance then and then uh I was looking forward to kind of kicking on and having another jump in 2022 but unfortunately it didn't didn't work out that way i mean you have served like quite a few more years than under 23 and is under 23 europeans or world something you're thinking about for the 800 yeah uh 2025 is the long-term goal with my coach at the moment i think um in my head moving towards um being back in my very best in 2025 for the under 23 europeans is probably the the main goal and then um 2026 after that i think the commonwealth games will be a good uh good those are the two long-term goals at the moment for me well that's amazing to hear and already you have the best thing is you've already came out the fact that you are strong with red s and you've actually now told your body you're gonna have to just take it a lot easier so when was the first like no like notice you were struggling with red s when did you first say oh crap i i am struggling well um I think that's that's a tough question for me because I always knew right from the start. Um, obviously, it kind of, I'm sure we'll get into this more, but uh, it developed. It didn't suddenly start and then suddenly end. It was kind of a, uh, it I developed into it. So, but the real moment for me where I acknowledged that I had it because I always kind of knew what I was doing was wrong, but I never kind of admitted it to myself. So, the real moment for me that happened was um. It was in October uh, in 2022. I just, like, I just felt so bad. Like, I couldn't even, like, 
walked around, walked to my classes at university without feeling like crap. Like I had no energy. And then it was kind of a realization. I was just sitting in my room, like my running's going bad. I'm not really enjoying university here. Um, like everything just kind of came together at once and it was a bit overwhelming, but um, I realized that something needed to change. Yeah, and you, talking about like the no energy, were you still training at that time? Yeah, I was I was running like I was training delusionally, honestly. Like I had a bad addiction to um to exercise pretty much, like because I just wanted to do anything I could to get better and to run quicker because my performance isn't me going down. So I was running like 10 miles a day, and it's like a 400, 800 runner. That's just yeah. <laughs> insane. Yeah. Um, and then like doing core like three times a day sometimes like it was like really extreme um and yeah then like I made sure I'd got in like walking I kept walking everywhere for no yeah. reason and yeah it was kind of bad but um yeah no I was the same I would do all the exercise in the morning and then go for a walk just just even if it was a crap day outside I wouldn't care put a jacket yeah. on just uh just almost did you almost feel like you had to do this to allow yourself to have food or to eat that certain, like you could have lunch then or dinner then, or is that not something you thought about? Yeah, no, my relationship with food was really poor. Uh, it kind of deteriorated, de oh, deteriorated, I can't even say the word. It just <laughs> got worse, basically. <laughs> yeah, it yeah. got worse throughout the time. So I kind of started to struggle with over-exercising and under-eating around February in 2022. And then um, my relationship with foods really got worse towards kind of the next few months in like March and then kind of went downhill from there all the way until uh, around September time was probably when it was worst in 2022. Um, and yeah, I mean, I would, I'm not sure whether I'd do it to allow myself to eat foods because I think I would just like eat less food based on yeah. what exercise was as opposed yeah. to doing exercise to eat foods um I mean I was eating like nothing it was ridiculous like a uh, most days for breakfast I'd have like a banana and two eggs and that's like probably less than 200 calories for breakfast yeah. when I've already run like eight miles in the morning it's just just a, a joke really did you because that's why I used to like I used to train like do something in the morning even a session before even eating anything did you yeah. do that and is that something you've changed now or do you still train without food in the morning yeah no I used to do that like I used to skip breakfast sometimes yeah. which is ridiculous and just wait for lunch for no reason like looking back on it is delusional but um yeah I'm grateful to say that my relationship with food is very good because I always understood that it was what I was doing was wrong and I shouldn't be doing it but I kept doing it anyway whereas I've been able to just do it properly now so like occasionally now if I go out for an easy run in the morning at like 7am I might just run without eating anything mm. but it's not for the sake of um weight loss or anything it's just for convenience but before every single session I never do a session without eating now yeah. no matter how early it is I always get food in me because that's what I did before I had red s and it worked yeah. so I don't know why I thought changing it would be of any help and have you found when you eat before, because I certainly have, and I'm I'm getting more into running, but even on the cross-training sessions, I'm able to get my heart up and I feel just incredible once I've had something to, to eat. And have yeah. you found, like, you just feel better in sessions now, like you have more to give? 
yeah it's light it's like night and day even it's just insane how much of a difference actually like eating some carbohydrates eating just anything any fuel is better than none but yeah if you eat the right things as well like you just feel like a different person like when I came back here and um because I moved back from university uh in December I came back to the UK I was in the US but I came back to the UK in January and then I started eating properly again and like it's just unbelievable the difference in sessions how quick I was running I was suddenly almost back to being my full self obviously not physiology yeah, yeah, like yeah. Physio- physiologically but um <laughs> yeah I can't have bad words. Mate, yeah, some tough, you're saying some tough words I love it but <laughs> yeah yeah it doesn't matter you're you're, you're smashing yeah. it, so carry on carry on appreciate it yeah no um yeah when I got back I started fueling again for sessions making sure I ate the right amount of food and eating a lot of food and um yeah I was just started smashing sessions again um obviously not back to being my full self but comparatively it's just like I was a different person and are you a lot happier now like since coming back and yeah actually allowing yourself to have this energy yeah way happier like um it's kind of I really kind of dislike myself for it um which I I know I need to get over but uh yeah I kind of I really struggled last summer um because like you said on your podcast when you have no food and no energy you become like kind of ratty and irritable and like rude to other people even if you're not like you don't want to be rude to them and um yeah I really think I can relate with that and that was me last summer and like uh my parents came out and my brother to like go on a holiday uh we went on a holiday to like around Colorado because that's where I was at university so they got to come out to the U.S. and like see that and it was really fun but it was just like I wish it could have been even better if I'd been in a better mood or my memories of it would have been better. And that's something that I regret a lot. Um, one of the biggest like impacts of Red S on me, I think, wasn't just yeah. physical, but also the relationships I had with other people. No, that's that's amazing to hear. It's like the fact you've, you've kind of said it out loud, you've told people you feel sorry and everything. It's like I didn't say, like I, I always thought it was my fault and everything, but when I spoke to Pippa Wolfen and everything, it's it's not your fault at all because essentially we were both well we still are because you don't it doesn't just go away but we yeah, are like, yeah. had had an illness a disease almost and it, it just affects you and it's like some people might find it stupid and everything but you've seen how much support you've had and how many people are actually struggling with it is crazy so you're not yeah. alone and everything you just honestly you're doing such incredible work going over your post it was amazing. Like you came out, it was so, so good. The fact you like put these photos on, wrote a whole brief, like, did you find it quite hard to write about it? Were you quite up, like scared to write about it? Um, I wasn't particularly scared. Um, it was hard to put everything into words because, well, first off, uh, I have dyslexia. I really struggle writing, like <laughs> kind of put my words together anyway. So that was tough. But um, yeah, it was more... It was more of a struggle for me kind of putting it into a few paragraphs yeah. for other people to understand without like waffling on for ages so um or like actually getting to the point so that was the hardest bit putting it out on social media I didn't find it too hard because just personally like uh I don't mind too much oh, no. at least on social media I'm just happy doing my own thing which I think has pros and cons but yeah, I don't worry too much about what other people think. And I think 
the main kind of reason that I wanted to speak out is because I had no idea what Red S was like a couple months before that. So if I had, um, I just wish that I'd seen that. And if I was in the early stages of it, like over a year ago and seen something like that, maybe that would have triggered me to kind of act upon it earlier and I wouldn't have gone down such a rabbit hole. So yeah, I just really wanted it to kind of help other people and just show other people what I've been going through. Um, with how did you find out that you were strong with Red S? Did someone tell you about it? Did someone talk to you about it? Um, no. Uh, I decided. Oh, well, I didn't know actually what Red S was. I knew I had all the symptoms of Red S, but never actually heard the official like coins term until about a month before I posted that post. So, um, I just knew that something was wrong with me, and I knew all the things I needed to fix. And uh, kind of one of the regrets I had is I kept it to myself like I didn't even tell my parents or my brother like the people I'm closest with so I was struggling with it it was in no October 2022 when I decided I need to do something about it and then I kind of did what I thought was right and fought it myself until I came back home in January and then again for the next few months I didn't tell anyone about it until I think it was I think it was April or the start. Yeah, I think it was April or the start of May when I had my first race of the season. And I was content then that I had kind of um, eradicated lots of the issues I was facing. And then from there, I felt comfortable to um, open up about it. But I think for me, it was like stupidly proving to myself that I could kind of fix it myself, which definitely isn't the right thing to do. But um, mentally, that was the way I coped with it. No, it's amazing. It's everyone had to find different ways to like fight it and like well to try and fix it and have you said you're on a much better path now like I like for example your nutrition everything did you speak to a nutritionist or anything like that um I haven't actually spoken to a nutritionist yet the um I'm lucky that I was referred to my GP to a Red S expert um in Birmingham and I saw them for the first time last week so that's the first professional help I've got but um I feel like I have quite a good understanding and grip of nutrition because yeah. throughout my time last year, I, I knew exactly what I needed to be doing and what I was doing was wrong. I just never admitted to myself and never acted upon that. So I feel like I have a, a decent understanding of what I can do um to eat right. But the doctor that I saw in Birmingham is helping me with um their dietitian as well. So moving forward, I should be able to utilize nutrition to make my performances even stronger and recover properly from this that's amazing no that's absolutely amazing you're such a, like the way you're talking everything you're such an intelligent lad so you know i know about <laughs> your smashes but you are you are you're saying all the right stuff and i appreciate you, it you know when you because you knew what you were doing wrong and everything was was it because you were running so fast you thought you could almost get away with it and your body was like nothing was going to touch it um I think it was almost, it was kind of like that. I, I, I'll, sorry, I just have to go back and explain. So um, I kind of got into eating like that and stuff because in 2021 December, I was running like the best I have in my life. Yeah. Um, Just after going to the US, training was going great. But then I got ill and then coming back to run indoors, I tried everything I could to run quickly that indoor season. Like I wanted a quick turnaround to deliver and kind of prove myself in the NCAA um but then it works like for my first race my first two races I lost a lot of weight um 
I was started eating like less and obviously as you lose weight for a short amount of time it's sustainable and Yeah. then you are really quick and then I related that that less weight is Yeah. eating better and then from there I um yeah I just started eating less uh in an attempt to run faster so I don't think there was any I don't think like I knew it was wrong but I also didn't know what I was doing was also wrong if that makes sense I don't know how to explain it but um I knew that not eating enough was w
what's it going forward? Do you think you'll stay in the UK or do you reckon you'll go back to America? No, um, I think I'll stay in the UK, um, mainly because one of the reasons why, I mean, one of the reasons that led to me admitting to myself that I had Red S was because I wasn't enjoying the schoolwork in the US either. Um, and that was kind of a trigger for me to want to come home. And then from there, I kind of accepted, oh, this is also the reason I need to come home. Like, this isn't going well. But yeah, the at the particular university I was in, I was just... um. Like, I really enjoyed spending time with my friends and the, the setup there was amazing in terms of sport. The coach was amazing. Um, Like, he cared for me and my team so much. Uh, The facilities were great, but the schoolwork just was uninspiring. Like, everything was like a multiple choice question. And for some people, I'm sure it sounds great, but like, in reality, when it's just like, it's it's really um mundane and boring. And yeah, it just wasn't, wasn't, wasn't good for me. So yeah. That's why uh, I decided pretty much to come back. Do you have any idea of what you want to do, like pursue this year, next year, like go back to university, is it? Or like just try running for a couple of years? What is it? Yeah, so um, I think I'm going to go to university this year, Um, either Loughborough or Birmingham. Okay. Um, I'm kind of leaning towards Loughborough, I think. But uh, I want to start, Um, sorry, I want to study uh, either geography or like marketing so um I know I they're kind of different but yeah I, yeah, I love geography too it's <laughs> my favorite Absolutely. subject in school so yeah I'd love to kind of pursue that because that's something that wasn't offered in the US um at my university so I think that would be cool to do but yeah this since I've been back in January I've just been focusing on running and I've also been um doing graphic design as well that's kind okay. of one of my passions so um yeah just kind of those two things at the moment are getting me by and just getting back healthy again and then hopefully go to university for September. Oh, that's amazing here. You'll be absolutely flying. It's like you said, it's like all on for 2025 with you sad discussions yeah. with your parents. You're still so young. So it's crazy if you already won 149, for example, and sub 50 for four. Yeah. Um, going back to America and everything, were you, because one thing I was doing when I was struggling quite bad was weighing. weighing. I would weigh myself yeah. constantly. Like, what was your idea on weighing were you weighing quite a lot were you weighing not too often um yeah so I didn't actually have any scales in my house but we had scales in the weight room um so I just weighed myself kind of whenever I was there and it was something I became obsessive with like to the point where like if I knew I was going to be there the night before I wouldn't drink as much water and just (laughs) stupid things like that to get my weight down it literally means nothing and but yeah my weight was severely severely underweight i mean i'm yeah. like six foot three and i'm gonna have to do the conversion into kilograms because i only started weighing myself when i was in the u.s so it was in pounds but um it was i think i weighed 137 pounds so i think that's around 60 kg so for someone that's six foot three that's like that, i mean that's like nothing um like you put on i'm get like because red ass and stuff i'm guessing you put on some strength now and then everything like that yeah 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 i've managed to i managed to put on a decent amount of weight and it's none of it like none of it is fat at all i've just been able to build muscle again and become stronger with running and everything obviously a healthy amount of body fat i have now but um i don't know what i was worried about with my weight like it's just good to weigh more if you can put on muscle and be stronger and faster that's only positive the, the thing I noticed is because I had five weeks off, it's like because me and you were restricting ourselves, I got like my body got quite inflamed. So 
because I was mm. eating, not doing as much, not doing any exercise. Like you do have to, in order to build this muscle, you put on fat, like the fat, but then it turns into muscle. And I'm yeah, guessing yeah. that like happened with you. Like did, did it, because you were trying to like put on some muscle, food and, put on some weight, sorry. Did you find it a little bit of a struggle for the first couple of weeks because you felt yeah. just a bit like, oh crap, like what am I doing? Definitely. There was about a month, maybe six weeks um, when I like in the US. So when I realized I needed to do something in about November time, between November and like mid January, about I think it was probably seven weeks. I like I just eat a lot of food to try yeah. and get my weight back up, like tons and tons of food. And yeah, it was hard at first, like yeah. running wise. I to be honest, because I was running so bad, like before that, I didn't notice necessarily like a downhill in terms of how hard it felt, but it just kept feeling hard. It didn't get any better to start with. But then as soon as I got back here, um, got into a normal routine and then started like doing some like weightlifting and stuff as well, like I got into shape really, really quickly. And it just, yeah, like you said, kind of the fat turned into muscle like almost instantly, honestly. Might become like a bodybuilder when you're older or something like. Oh, <laughs> I know I'm pretty skinny, but I'm pretty lanky. I don't think that'll be happening anytime soon, but uh, yeah. Um, yes, so that's that's all amazing to hear. The fact you're on a really, really good positive way and everything. And did you find it disrupted your sleep? Like you were lacking sleep because maybe you, just woke up and was starving but you just didn't allow yourself to eat yeah it was my sleep schedule like I've always been quite not strict but I've always liked getting to bed early like I've always felt the benefit of having eight or nine hours yeah, of sleep yeah. like going to bed at 10 waking up at seven is what I normally do and that's what I did before I went to the US and before I had Red S and then since having Red S I felt like I I almost couldn't get to sleep that easily, probably because my mind was focused on like needing food and stuff. Yeah. And then, like you said, like halfway through the night, I'd like wake up or like I couldn't really like get back to bed properly. And then that kind of adds like um, just adds another level of being less rested and kind of negative performance in terms of running. So it's kind of a mm. like detrimental cycle, I think. No, hundred percent. And living in America, because did you? When you went shopping and everything, did you ever look at the well, first thing? Because the first thing I did when I struggled really bad was look at how many calories there were. And yeah. did you fall into that trap? I did. Yeah. I looked at how many calories there were. And I think America is probably the worst place to do that because many things have loads of calories. But then even lots of they have like really high calorie options and extremely low calorie options. Really and the extremely low calorie options aren't healthy because they're full of like, um like alcohol i've always said like sugar alcohols or like yeah. like replacements to actual proper food they're just filled with like stuff that's not actual foods the low calorie things and so yeah. i go for those and then get like no nutrition from them at yeah. all and then not enough calories as well but yeah i i always check the check the labels or if you're like going out to eat at a restaurant or something i'd like look up the menu before and like check check how many calories are in everything and choose what i wanted to eat before which is pretty stupid and like yeah it's it's not really good but i think the us is definitely allows you to fall in that to that trap a lot more easily because like people caring about calories and stuff at least in my experience was a lot more common there than here as well yeah i mean i i still because because like we said it takes a long time to get out of it like you know when i go to a restaurant friends mm. girlfriend whatever i still ask for a, a 
menu without the calories on because I don't want to like I yeah, don't, yeah. I don't want I generally don't want to know and I spoke to my parents I've had the discussion with the parents and they they don't even like it as well because they want to go out and enjoy mm. their food they don't want to see how many calories it is and they've even said at times they have looked for a smaller option even though they might not enjoy it as much and I think it's something yeah. we I something I still think it's I do understand why they have it because we are it's a massive obesity mm. rise whatever but yeah yeah for youngsters it, it's not healthy like like because I, I can guarantee how many like have you ever found like you were saying like did you ever really want a meal but you're like oh crap there's a hundred less calories in another yeah. meal did you ever pick the option b yeah like i think a highlight or not a highlight a low light maybe a most prominent point was um i raced in california uh we went to in and out afterwards and like looking back on this this is the most stupid thing but i swapped out a burger bun for a, a flipping lettuce bun <laughs> a piece of lettuce around some meat like that is crap that's not going to give you anything like any nutrients or not going to even make you feel full and like it's obviously not the most balanced healthy meal like a fast food burger anyway but like that's the whole point like you're not eating it for nutrition yeah. you're eating it to to enjoy it and like exactly. I didn't even let myself fully enjoy that um but yeah all the time I definitely like I definitely like look at menus and then I'll be like oh yeah. man, that looks pretty good but then just kind of guilt trip myself into um picking the lower calorie option and I agree with you like a hundred percent I think there's um there's need and there's uh a reason that they should have a calorie option menu because i know people that try to lose weight and because they're unhealthy like they're like the opposite ends to what we were they're like uh we're like severely underweight which is unhealthy and it's equally unhealthy to be severely overweight either, either way so i think foods and like establishments or restaurants should just have both options so yeah. people either end of the scale can um make smart choices that are gonna well, make them the most healthy uh they can be but yeah it's definitely definitely much nicer when there's menus for me personally with no calories on back here because yeah. then it doesn't even cross your mind at all well we just have to start eating at the pubs because it seems like they're the only they're the yeah only places i was about to say it. the pubs are the only places <laughs> that have none of it yeah uh so going back to like races and everything like is there any chance you because you were talking about you're doing you were doing 10 miles a day and everything is there any chance you're yeah. doing a 15 or a 3k or is that still too far at the minute um i think my 1500 time will uh improve when i next run a 15 because i've always found that to be weaker than my 800 mainly i think i just get distracted halfway through the race it's quite long to focus but um yeah i think a 15 and a 3k would be good to do i found in the winter um coming back after the US my like endurance sessions were excellent like I was running for like six by a k or like four by like a mile or something which is like a staple session I do before I even went to the US like I time to drop significantly so I don't think the miles in my legs are gonna go away um my endurance will still be better than it was before but um I really enjoy running the eight and the 400. And I think keeping the races shorter and more simple at the moment for me is what my strategy mm -hmm. is with my coach, just to get back into um, the rhythm of the race I need to be running and enjoying it again. Did you ever lose the love for the sport at any time? Like even if it was a week or anything? Yeah, I did. It was actually only about four, four a week. Um, I lost 
like passion for running at all like I was just so unmotivated and I mean any of my friends runners or not like they'll know like how much I, I do running because I actually enjoy like the running training like I enjoy just going out for a run um and yeah there was only about a week or maybe a week and a half where I uh I just completely lost that and I actually spoke to one of my good friends in the US about that nothing to do with red ass I just said oh I'm struggling with enjoying running at the moment and He was he'd gone through a similar thing like a couple of months before. So it was good. It just shows like when you are struggling, if you just reach out to someone, the chances are yeah. that they'll be able to empathize or sympathize with you and provide like advice or at least support on how to move forward from it. No, that's that's incredible to hear. And I'm glad you like opened up because you were like saying you kept it all quite secretive beforehand. Yeah. And yeah. and do you know I don't know if in America, but did you know anyone else? Because I know not Red S, but did you have any friends or racing against other people who you knew were struggling with their food? Um, yeah, obviously, I don't want to, like, label no, anyone no, yeah, or, like, yeah. post it. I'm, I'm not going to name them, but, like, I don't want to... I don't know if anyone would admit to themselves maybe yet, but I think there are multiple people that I could name, both men and women, that um did have a slightly unhealthy relationship with food both in the US and the UK. But when I posted about Red S, I had multiple people, some people I've never like spoken to yeah. at all, or like, I don't know, just reach out and say that they've been going through something similar. So um, it's crazy that like, I mean, I only have I, I what, like 900 or a thousand something on followers on Instagram, but for only that amount of people, yeah. and not all of them are runners, and only a few, like even half, so probably only about a quarter of them are runners that are men. Like yeah. to have multiple people reach out um, and say that they're going through the same thing just shows like how much of a kind of issue it is. And oh, it's yeah. so like not talked about at all, especially for guys, it's really tough. No, I know. And like, re so Pippa, the person I've been working with, she she just went out into Boston and did this whole talk and everything. And she literally said to me, like in America, it's, there's nothing like there's hardly any help or anything. Yeah. And do you think how, how if someone say another youngster like you came up to you and you know the people who've been meshing, what would your sort of advice be for them if they were going through something like you were? So I think if someone was going through like what I was going through, I think the number one thing would be to open up to the people closest to you because it can be really daunting to kind of get help from a stranger I think like at least personally for me like I wouldn't have thought of going to like a doctor or anything because I worry I'd be judged but if you can open up to your mom dad carer whoever's that kind of person in your life that's like the closest to you I think that will be the easiest step forward and probably the most supportive one that you'll get the most benefit from as well no that's that's incredible that I'm the exact same like just opening up and everything is that something because we you did say before like something you kind of wish you did a bit earlier yeah I wish I'd done that I mean I wish I'd done that from the start like <laughs> the first week or whatever that I was struggling with like food and overtraining but it's hard to um it's hard to admit to yourself that you're in a position that you need to help and then like yeah. you said you don't you only notice um you don't notice it when it's small increments over yeah. time you only notice it when you see how far you've come and um yeah, I think that is something I wish I'd done earlier, 100%. But I think hindsight is is great <laughs> as well. Well, last question I'll ask is the term rock bottom. So 
I hit rock bottom. Oh, yeah. Many people might know, like, I just came back from a foot stress fracture. It was all going quite well, but I was in Manchester and I just got told I had a sacrum stress fracture in my back. And it was purely because of under eating and everything. And I had to get give, be given two crutches, have about three bags and get from Manchester to Cardiff. So it was a six hour train. So at 3, 4 p.m. I was in tears and stuff in front of the doctor. That was rock bottom for me. Do you have a sense of when rock bottom was sort of for you? Yeah, I definitely do. It was in, it was the middle of cross country season in the US. Like I'd been training all summer, um, running so many miles. I was so excited to run quick, uh, run really good times. And for the first couple of races, because it was more endurance based compared to an 800, um, I had done decent. Like my times were all right. And then it was like the third or fourth race in, like I just pretty much collapsed after like a mile of the race, like. And I kind of blamed it on my asthma because I also have asthma, but um, it was, I knew it wasn't, but that's what I told everyone else to kind of have an excuse. But then after that, I got back, um, I got back to my university and then I just sat in my room and like pretty much like, I just felt so demoralized, like I was really emotional and I just felt like it was kind of hopeless. Like that was kind of the week I was like, oh, I don't want to run, like I... I just kind of felt like giving up on running something I'd spent like many years like investing into and it's just the most illogical thought process but in the moment it just felt like that was that was what was right so that was definitely like the rock bottom for me. Oh but don't ever feel like you're gonna you're gonna run these times you're gonna get back to 2025 you're gonna go to all these champs and you're gonna probably look back at these days and just think holy <laughs> crap like where have I come from but I'm so yeah. excited to see your journey it's gonna be phenomenal and I'm so Thank glad you. you're in the right chart, like going to Loughborough, Birmingham. They're going to, like the coaches they have out there, the sports facilities yeah. are incredible. And the support is insane. So, I mean, there's less than a minute to go. I'm not, I'm not paying for the premium Zoom. It's like a hundred quid. Oh yeah, no, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's a joke. Honestly, They're trying to scam you. <laughs> I've loved, loved talking to you. And I'm going to, I'm going to stay in touch with you because I can't wait to see how far you can go. And you have done so well. So really, really well done. And thank you for coming on the show. Thank you. I appreciate you for having me too. It's been great. And it's great to hear about your experience as well. Like, thank you for, I mean, doing the podcast and everything. Like, it's so great to have so many people hopefully listen to it. Ah, uh, legend. Well, thank you. No worries. Thank you again.